Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Cara Dune is Cara Dunn. And we're gonna sh- <laughs> we're gonna explain that one to you. Pretty yes. self-explanatory there. <laughs> Episode 184 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and I'm a little confused, but that's okay. We're gonna get through it together tonight. Because we are pumped up to talk about some Star Wars, some other news. Woo! We're going to break down the Cara, Dun- Cara Dune situation, whatever her name is. Anyway, let's just jump right in. As always, joining the show, he is the captain of the Millennial Falcon. We're going out of order tonight, I guess. Wow. Nico <laughs> Rodriguez! Yeah, um, I wasn't prepared, but hey, hi, hello, everybody. How we all doing? You know, Dave doesn't show up to the show, and I just, I'm all discombobulated. I don't know what just the hell's one, going on. One time. Who the hell gave Steve the gummies tonight? That what? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I only had two handfuls. Is that, is that too many? You're fine. You're fine. You know that voice. Uh, also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong ice cream fan. <laughs> Ivansky. Oh, my God, Steve. This is going to be a one wacky night. Dave's not here. The whole world is... Uh, out of out of sorts i'm sorry yeah he's gone uh finally joining us he is not dave he is the wookie co-pilot of this hair show greg lent steve and bravo i am so confused myself as to what's going on tonight i thought it was me interrupting your flow at the very beginning but you know it's on you i have i've taken it back and it's all on you i don't know what the hell is what the hell you've been smoking but Uh, you should share it before the show because then we could all be on the same page the only thing that interrupts my flow is is my prostate that's 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 all i'm saying i swear to god i thought at that moment greg was going to play the clips for dave for greg's intro so i i thought that's where we were going Uh, I've just been dying too because it starts with "What the fuck are you doing?" and I can't <laughs> get Dave here <laughs> so Man. I can play this. Oh my god, you that would have been perfect. <laughs> well, one of us could pretend to be Dave. <laughs> we could go through an intro, we could go through an intro for Dave and just say he's not here at the end. We could cut all of this out, pretend Dave's here, and then just wham right no, at the end. No, that's not as fun because you don't get Dave's reaction. I know. Uh, if you haven't figured out yet, Dave, do not ever, under any circumstances, call him Harry Potter, uh, is not joining the show tonight. He is uh, working. And uh, I guess, was it, uh, was it, where was it? The 99 cent store? Yes. Yes. Five below sale? now. Five below. I think, he, I think he was promoted. So that's why he's working extra hours right now. Docking the shelves for the big sale. Uh, 98 cent. Everything's <laughs> 98 cents tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, Dave's, Dave's, Dave's office um, My goodness Well we're off to a roaring start as always And um, if you Would like to come on the show And be fake Dave Give us a call oh. On the on the Dive hotline That's 562-455-4483 That's 
Well, this will be interesting. Five six two four five five hive. That's H I V E. In case you can't spell hive, you're goddamn right. And you can also find us online at Facebook. That's <laughs> facebook.com On Facebook forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. Uh, and if you'd like, you can look us up on on the old Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod. Um, and all of our shows are streaming at wretchedhivepodcast.net. Uh, just a couple Yay! of yeah, <laughs> couple of uh, couple of announcements to uh, to remind our listeners. Uh, we had a great interview. We've been doing our Saturday shows, which is the our uh, our weekly review of Wandavision. And I think we're on what did we do last week? Episode six. We got episode seven coming up this weekend. And uh, last it was episode 183, Steve. I heard the numbers earlier in the show. Mm, sorry to confuse you. Um, <laughs> math is hard. Um, last weekend, also, we had the the absolute pleasure of interviewing Jolene Purdy, who is an actress on. Uh, well, she's got many credits to her name, but she is currently featured on WandaVision. She did an episode of Breaking Bad. She was in Donnie Darko, the yeah. uh, cult classic. And so she's she was a lot of fun, Scott. Uh, and I got to interview her. Scott, what what are your what are the highlights of talking to Jolene that you can share with our, our listeners? Well, I mean, I was excited just for the fact that she's currently on WandaVision. We're in the middle of reviewing it, and that just happened to be a, a wonderful situation to put yeah. us all together. Um, of course, the fact that I found out she was in Donnie Darko was a highlight for me. That's one of my favorite all-time favorite movies. It's just so bizarre. And to see her, I think that was her first film, like her first act, big acting um I was gonna say, don't don't Dave and uh, and and his paramour Christine, don't they watch that like every year? Isn't that like one of their annual like a holiday tradition or something like that that they do? It is, it is, yeah. And and it's a trippy, trippy film, but um with the scary ass bunny named Frank in it. So <laughs> I think Greg, actually, I think you're thinking of love actually, which is, it's hard to tell those two movies apart. <laughs> very similar. Very. I similar. do get, I get very scared watching love actually. So <laughs> anybody who would debase themselves enough to watch love actually. Okay. Once on its own. <laughs> but top, more than once. That is a top 25 all time. That should be on the AFI top 25. If it's not, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. The AFI. I'm I'm turning in my membership. I'm top, look top, top 25 <laughs> crappiest movies. I 100% agree with you. Oh, you! I I curse you. I curse you, <laughs> Can't sir. Just do that. I curse you right now. Uh, <laughs> go back and and listen to episode 183 of the show. Uh, our interview with Jolene. She's wonderful, and uh, she agreed. Actually, we didn't offend her too much, and she's going to come back at the end of season one of Wandavision and do a recap of the whole season with us. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So check that out. Yeah. yeah. Also, before we get into the news, I want to share. Um, so I has any any Stephen King fans in the room? Stephen King. Huge. Right here. All right. Yep. So uh, w- my one of my favorite books of all time is The Stand, his epic tale of dark versus light. And every year they Standing reprint that book. It just gets longer, longer, and longer, and longer. <laughs> it started off as just a pamphlet. Now it's over 10,000 pages long. 
That's about literally right. there there's multiple versions and I think I think like the ultimate edition is like, you know, over a thousand pages. It's it's ridiculous. Oh no, it's more than that. It's thirteen hundred pages, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a it's it's a great, great story. And um, you know, there was a mini series, the stand uh mini series back in the I think early two thousands, maybe. Oh no, no, no. Nineteen ninety ninety or ninety one, I think it came out. That early. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary Molly Ringwald, Rob yes. Lowe. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Very enjoyable. Yeah. It was actually a pretty good miniseries. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like it. I, okay. I was not. I, right. Well. I, well. It did not. It did not meet my expectations. But it was like my, you know, Last Jedi, Scott, for you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was, I was okay. not happy with it. Okay. Uh, but CBS this year recently uh, just just uh, ended last week actually, um, and I've been I been, I keep forgetting to mention it to you. Uh, they redid the stand uh and it is phenomenal phenomenal yeah. find it on cbs i think it's you on gotta, you gotta watch it on all access you gotta yeah it's a cbs all access show yeah you gotta yeah. have the description i saw the first episode i haven't gone back to it yet but yeah i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it was it had some creep factor to it um yeah. it was good I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to it it's just life has been busy so yeah I, yep. got, I I don't know how many of you. Okay, so Greg's seen episode one. Steve, are you all caught up? I watched the entire series. Yeah, I yeah. I, I watched it weekly. It was a it was yeah. a week weekly something to look forward to every every night every Thursday night. Now, I'm behind one episode, so I haven't finished it yet. But uh, yeah, I think they've done a, an excellent job. Uh, the big difference is they were able to do more over the longer amount of time. What is it like ten hours, twelve hours, something like that? Uh, eight eight episodes, I think. Is it or or 10, eight or 10? Yep. Yeah. So I think that's wonderful. I know they've extended it past the ending of the book. That's a different thing. And then you get the, uh, the more adult version of the book with this series. There's Mm -hmm. obviously swearing, there's much more gore and intensity in it. Um, and then one of the characters, uh, the kind of psycho guy that loves fire is, uh, yeah. Trash can man. Wow. Wow, big big difference from uh, uh, what's the, the guy that played? Um, oh Max my good, Max Furr played him in the in the nineties in the nineties series. Max Headroom, Max Headroom, yeah, oh. yeah. Matt Furr is the guy's name. Yeah, that's right. Wow, it's been a long time since I said that name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. character is a lot different from the original miniseries. So. It's very dark, and uh, I mean, compared to that other miniseries, and I, I thought it was really King fans would be pleased. They really stuck, I thought, very closely to yeah storylines, and uh, you know a lot of the same lines from the book are in the in the show, and it's 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 great. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nico, uh, have you plugged I'm, into I'm, that one? I'm still um, trying to get through the prequel, the sit. <laughs> Wait, see oh. this is this is what happens when you drive all day long <laughs> we get these types of responses uh the other thing i wanted to mention is i finally got caught up on uh stranger things i'm getting some television in lately wow and uh, yeah me that came out like a year ago <laughs> yeah yeah it did it, i i was way i actually only saw season one uh as of like maybe a few weeks ago i got through season Whoa. two and three wow okay yeah. i know you now you're under, you now you're you're just now getting what all the hype is about yeah and <laughs> and season three 
season three, the kids are like, I don't know, they age like 10 years between season two and season three. This, this is true. And, yeah. and they're working on season four now, and they're all going to look like us. <laughs> <laughs> they're all well, creepy don't, they, don't, don't they time jump in the show, though? They t- they talk about that it's not like it's not like the day after. It's like, it's like oh, it's no. three years later, and then it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, she, she's still... Later. Like that. Yeah, season yeah. two was a year later, and I think season three was two years, right? There was a two year jump. I, it's, yeah. Somewhere there is a, a longer time jump. Yeah. So I, I thought, I think Stranger Things is okay. It's it's not like, in like people are like what Gaga for it, and I, I just think it's okay. I think, I think it's really what, what makes it good is there's, there's a lot of people really reaching for the nostalgia factor of it. And that you like, we all remember being kids and, and like, you know, going to see Return of the Jedi. And that's like what this show talks about. You know, they all Speak talk about like yourself. going to see Return of the Jedi. I really like the show and I never got to go see Return of the Jedi. So, you know, <laughs> fuck you, Scott. I know, that was Greg. Greg's the one that's bringing this up. Why am I? All right. Scott. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, t- total nostalgia. I mean, when L flies the Falcon, I mean, come on, it's like I totally all wanted to see that damn thing do is just come up and fly around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great, great show. Um, I'm sure there's zero percentage of our audience that has not seen it. Uh, so go, go check it out again. It was a lot of fun to, to revisit season one and then watch season two and three. I know we've talked about it on the show and debated it and argued over it and stuff, and and I agree with all the the viewpoints for the most part. But you know what's really fascinating about that show, Steve, is it captures the essence of the 80s, how I want people to do these nostalgic shows about the 80s. It's not this massive, ooh, bright neon colors everywhere and flashy this, and look, we all dance and do real kooky things in the middle of like school or something. It's just how people really were. And I liked that it's subtle it has uh, the the um, design, the the like houses, the furniture designs for like the lower income families. It wasn't how everyone seems to perceive it. It's not over the top. It's not all crazy. It's real, and that's what really got me about that show. Not just the adventure and the fun stuff. It really has a nice aesthetic to it. Super yeah. real, okay. you know these dark shadow demons coming out of the walls and eating people and girls <laughs> that getting too, those that too. because they move shit with their brain. Super real. Happens all the time. The eighties were I, weird times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm imagining that this is not so much like a period piece, but somebody's imagination of what actually happened in in the eighties because they were so just fucking twacked out on all sorts of drugs. <laughs> this is what they remember. In, in two weeks, in two weeks, Steve's going to check out that hip show that the kids are talking about, Game of Thrones. That's what he's going to check out. <laughs> oh, I'm putting that on my list right now. Steve, uh, just be careful of the blue eye. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! Oh, oh man, come on, where's the where's the sound? Yep. There it is. Um, it, it definitely has a like a Stand by Me vibe in in that yeah. uh, the first couple seasons, and and that brought me back to talking about Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, brought me back to that film too which was a, a great movie from uh, our our teenage years so sure. good stuff and uh yeah thanks for just letting me give those updates um i'm i'm actually uh i'm i'm caught up to all of you now i th- those are the only two things i was behind on everything else i'm steve caught up has, steve has finished tv done check that <laughs> off his list <laughs> oh, wait 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 with, with the passing of uh what was it dustin diamond uh, you haven't gone back to save save by the bell yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, now I've got 25 years of comic books to catch up on. <laughs> Good luck. 
Good that luck is, with that. that <laughs> Let's that. dive into this, guys. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, guys, we're going to start with a story that's uh, that's really been all over the news for the last couple of weeks, and we haven't had a chance to discuss it on our show. So we have to talk about Gina Carano and uh, what happened with uh, Gina Carano, what she did, Gina, what she didn't do, what the results were, <laughs> and how uh, we feel about it. So, uh, if you haven't heard, if you've uh, if you're a Star Wars fan and you've been in a coma for the last two weeks. Uh, and you're just coming out of it now. Why, first of all, are you listening to this show? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. And <laughs> uh, there is no answer. Uh, but if if that applies to you and you are listening to this show, uh, I'm here to tell you, Gina, actress Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune on The Mandalorian, uh, was unceremoniously let go by Disney. Uh, it's all over the news, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to read here. Initially I'll read from, um, well, let's start with variety variety.com. This article is titled Lucasfilm UTA drop Mandalorian star Gina Carano following offensive social media posts. So uh, Gina Carano is, quote, not currently employed by Lucasfilm, the company said in a statement Wednesday after controversy erupted over the Mandalorian star's social media posts. Uh, UTA, her agency, dropped her as a client as well. Uh, the actual statement by Lucasfilm is, quote, Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future, Lucasfilm spokesperson said in a statement. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrated people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. All right. So again, if you missed it, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back with Gina Carano, this is not the first uh, controversy she's been in involved with um, in terms of her social media, but she posted on uh, Instagram, a black and white photo of, um, World War II era, pre-World War II era photo of uh, a Jewish person being beaten in the streets. And she posted, quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, so many people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them for simply being Jews. How is it, sorry, how is that any different from hating someone for their political views? So let's just pause there for a second. Uh, I, I want to get your reactions. Uh, Scott, we'll, we'll start with you. What did, what did you think when you first heard about this story? And um, what's your take on it now that we've had a couple of weeks to breathe and think about it? Yeah, I'm, I wasn't surprised, uh, Steve, just because we know that there's been some uh, friction in the past with her and posting uh, stuff very similar to this, uh, controversial. Um, but no, I, I wasn't surprised. And when they when this happened, I, you know, good riddance and good luck. That's all I'm going to say. Because one, with this situation, it was a current thing that was ongoing and was discussed with her with agreements saying that she would kind of lay low and cut back on some of this stuff and 
she just didn't want to abide by that. So, I mean, the fact that it was brought up and they gave her plenty of warning and heads up, you know, bye. Sorry. Yeah. And and Greg, she she was also, you know, in the past has has posted things about um, you know, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, posts mocking mask wearing uh in California. Meanwhile, in California, she posts with somebody wearing, you know, a bunch of masks. Do you think that she was trying to leverage her position as an actress to espouse her political views or is she looking for attention? Like what is what is the deal here with her? Uh, I would think it's more of just trying to voice her political beliefs and 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 spread what what she feels is, is right. I mean, there's lots of people who you know you see lots of people who around around with the mass don't work mantra that they keep lasting, and you know they're they're wrong, and but they can they can have those views. There's nothing, it, and she's had lots of views like this in the past. It's not like she's it's like Scott said, this is not her first rodeo in this kind of thing, and she's you know made her opinions you know known out there, and she's voiced them when 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 she's felt it to. But I just I don't think you can. I don't think it's fair to equate actual murder of of or or the or the the genocide of a people with trying to talk down a a conservative viewpoint it's just it's a bad faith argument and you just can't go there it's just and and it's entirely unacceptable to make that type of argument and she has to be shown and told and 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 shown the door basically you know we've we've heard what you had to say and we've had enough this is not the first time this has happened and not the first time you know i i posted on our thread there's been numerous you know there's been we have a long history of firing people for saying obscenely offensive things and this crossed the line into obscenely offensive it's a bad faith argument it's a false yeah. and it's not the same thing so fuck you cancel culture this is a deserved firing yeah i agree yeah, my biggest thing is, Greg, you pointed it out, the fact that she uses that as a comparison for a political viewpoint as opposed to genocide of how many? Two million, three million Jews. It's six. 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 I'm sorry, six. Wow, my history is bad. I apologize. Six million Jews. That's that's insane. That's absolutely insane. You have a right to your political opinion. But if you make those type of outrageous claims, that's I don't know. That's insanity to me. And yeah. should be to any common sense thinking adult out there. So why she would be this way, I don't understand. I mean, well, what's interesting to me though is there there is uh, there are fans out there that are rallying to her side on this. Um, and, and you know, Nico, I, I think you know we we've talked about politics on this show a, a plenty. This hasn't been the focus of the show, but you know I think we're all sort of aligned on this a similar political spectrum. But but there's there's another uh, side, if you will, another group I'll say of individuals that that don't think that think it's okay that 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 don't think this is offensive. I mean, and and you know what what do you what do you say to that? Um. Yeah, no. In her tweet, she's literally asking the question like she doesn't understand or see the difference between being in disagreement with somebody's political views and having six million people for their racial lineage being murdered 
and what the difference between those things are. And trying to justify one for the other and saying that, like, you know, you can't tell me that I'm, you know, not a bad person because I don't want to wear my mask or whatever, um, you know, the Holocaust. Like, those are so not the same level at all. Um, and, And I'm pretty sure that it's been, you know, well agreed upon in society for, you know, the last what like 60 70 years now since this has all happened that trying to justify things that way is you know pretty taboo (laughs) like what happened there Mm -hmm. was an awful awful thing you know unprecedented with you know other things that have happened in history since and trying to compare your you know political views being you know disagreed with is it's not on the same level at all and it's totally out of line uh for her to have made that kind of a comment and um yeah being that this isn't her first time um on the platform you know making a bunch of ridiculous noise um i don't blame disney for having candor i mean you know you 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 were warned you were told that you know hey keep it in check you know with great power comes great responsibility she's in the limelight and she's talking a bunch of ridiculousness over and over and over again and was warned and warned and told to calm down and didn't and you know cause and effect yeah i i always wince actually anyone making references and comparisons to our current political climate and and you know what what happened with the Nazis. Uh, for for some reason, it's triggering uh, on no matter who says it to me. It's like you you have to make that comparison. There's a million other ways you can you know you can describe the political discourse and not you don't have to bring up Nazis. <laughs> it's like the yeah. Uh, to, yeah to your point, it's 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 taboo and rightfully so. Um, I mean, it's almost like the N word. It's like it's just something that you know. We don't have to go there. You don't have to go there. And, and she went there and she works for a private company and they can do what they want. They can, ha- they can, you know, decide to keep her, or decide to fire her. And they decided to let her go. Um, apparently she found out on Twitter or by, by following Twitter, I guess she didn't get a call and she's bent about that. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Well, you know, get Ben. You're a piece <laughs> yeah. of shit human being. Well, and when she, when she, when she does the, you know, the, the, the um, offensive thing that that happened, happened on you put it out on social media. So it, it's it's a little bit. There's some there's some justice there, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I I'd uh, be curious to see how accurate that is. But yeah, I agree with you. If she's making these statements out on Twitter or instagram or wherever she's posting this stuff mm-hmm. yeah you, you you played that you know and you were also given those warnings so again if they're gonna fire you on twitter <laughs> it kind of had in, it coming <laughs> in all seriousness i would question the validity of that statement with a company yeah. like disney yeah to like there's no way that they you know broke up with you in a text message right (laughs) there's no way like homeboy in the mouse costume showed up to your fucking house and kicked the door in and served you papers like you did (laughs) not get that shit on twitter yeah now this is not the first time that anti-semitic uh 
discussion has surrounded around Star Wars. Uh, and Colin Jost, actually, on SNL, uh, who she's one of the hosts. Do you guys watch the current version of SNL? With, uh, oh, yeah. it's great. Col- Colin Jost uh, and Michael, is it Michael? Michael, Michael Che, yeah. host um, Weekend Update. And uh, Colin Jost made a crack about, um, let's see, I have the quote here. After after announcing that Carano had been fired, he says, uh, yeah, I don't know if Star Wars is the authority on what's, on what's anti-Semitic. And then he played a clip of Watto, the, the junk dealer from The Phantom Menace, who uh, <laughs> Lu- Lucasfilm, of course, was uh, under a lot of heat for for that comparison. And there's actually, if you if you haven't read it, it's something that I've got saved that I've read many times about this and I'll, I'll share um, it's a, it's an article that appeared in a, in a publication called the nation um, back in 1999 when the movie was uh, released and it's, it's written by a, a, a lawyer and uh, the title is racial ventriloquism. Uh, and uh, it's, it's quite a moving piece about sort of the racial stereotyping that, that um, you know, is, is pretty clear to some in in episode one the phantom menace um so I'll, i can share that in our in our thread so uh i thought i thought colin joe's take was pretty was actually spot on um lucasfilm has come under fire for this in the past yeah well i mean yeah. not there not their first time yeah the stormtroopers <laughs> are literally modeled after like yeah nazis and that's for a reason because they're bad guys you're not supposed to like them. Yeah. 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 I, I, but I, I see what Steve's talking about because I remember this very clearly in the episode one. It wasn't necessarily the Empire or the, the, uh, even like the battle droids and stuff. I know it was, wasn't just the Watto character. In fact, I think it was more about uh, the Nymodians and also uh, the entire race of uh, Jar Jar's race. Um, so the Gungan. So, yeah, I, I remember that being a big deal in a lot of news outlets talking about um, uh, the, the, the racial in, insensitive, ins, <laughs> being insensitive to the, the racial stereotypes in that movie. And it, it does come across pretty bad rewatching that film. So, yeah, it still doesn't excuse her or anyone else from saying, you know, the type of things that she that she said and and from using her social media platform uh, in that way um yeah. and certainly, certainly she she deserved what she got but uh it's it's interesting that um you know that the fans have reacted the way that they have along uh, what i assume to be political um line in the sand with star I, wars fandom, just like there is in our in our society today I'll I'll keep it kind of reined in, but I I'm not too surprised, Steve. I, I went on and checked out some opposing mm-hmm. viewpoints, watched some YouTube clips, checked out some of uh, the other side. I'm going to call it, but there's a lot of that out there, and and I think a lot of the arguments are just baseless and kind of just opinionated and not, you know, they're not using like a realistic situation where it is a private company. She was given like we've discussed multiple warnings on this. Um, and just treated it poorly. Like, I really feel like she's just somebody who couldn't keep that in check. She didn't have a filter and say, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to compare this to something that was so horrific in our history uh, or in the in the world's history. And and I don't know. I, 
I just I don't see that. I can't believe that people would argue in this. This isn't cancel culture. This is stop doing unbelievably insensitive, horrible things. Don't say these things on online. It, it doesn't help your point or, or who you are as a person. So, yeah. And others are equating it to like a blacklist, like from the fifties, you know, when, when the, the, uh, communist witch hunt was, was taking place. How? I don't even understand that. You know what? I'm tired of this. It's not cancel culture. You're just being stupid and insensitive. God, I'm, I'm just, I'm done with this. Yeah, is there cancel culture? I think there is some of that out there. That's a reality. We've discussed some of this on the show with previous people, like James Gunn being fired. And that's a totally different situation. But everyone's just jumping on board this cancel culture nonsense. And you know what? She just did a really stupid thing after being told, don't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So have some accountability, for Christ's sake. You know? Yeah, I've heard, that, I've heard that James Gunn argument, too. And, and there's... what. But the people who bring up that argument don't include in their in their as part of their evidence and 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 how they compare the two is that James Gunn happened ten years ago. Yeah, um, he apologized it and he doesn't do anything. Like, he apologized for it before it became an issue, you know. Yeah. And then and then much later on in his life, it became an issue and he was fired and you know things happened and. Cooler heads prevailed, and he was rehired again. Yeah. Toronto made these arguments or made these comments today. You know, mm. not, these aren't ten-year-old tweets; these are today tweets. It's, today. it's a huge difference. Today tweets that happen after multiple instances and warnings from the company she works for. Yeah. Yeah. So, if James Gunn went back and started making those same comments, even if he did make them ten years ago, yeah, fire the guy. Yeah, still, I mean, he was still saying that saying that same stuff again today. You know. Yeah. I mean, no matter and, and no matter what it is, no matter what the content is, your boss says, "Hey, don't do this," and you keep yeah. doing this. How do you expect to keep your job? Like right. at the most simple point, your boss says, "Hey, don't fucking do that anymore. I don't yeah. like it." And then you keep doing it. And it's like, okay, well. You know, you pissed off your employer. How do you expect to keep a job? No matter what it is. Right. Like your boss says, don't do this when people can see it because, you know, you're reflecting me. Yeah. And nobody you complain, keep doing nobody it. complains about free speech, you know, when you get fired from McDonald's for throwing the fries on the ground. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's my right. <laughs> you're going to they needed extra grease. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious, Steve, is where this is going to go. I I want to see how it's going to be handled on the show, um, and how the scriptwriters are going to, you know, just is she just going to be written off like she's out? She flew an X-wing into a black hole or something, or or what? I mean, or replace her character? I'm well, curious. And I, and I think fans were sort of, uh, if I can take, if I can be so bold and just take the pulse of fandom with this character. I, I think there were some that like the character, some that love the character, but I think the majority of fans out there were kind of so-so on it. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know that she's going to really be missed by by the majority of Star Wars fans. Now, there were some, obviously, that will miss her. Like, there were some, there there are some that would miss C-3PO for, you know, <laughs> why. Hey, you know what? That's a great point, and I'm glad you brought that up. Not the C-3PO thing. Because um, I think I'm one of the, the people that, 
And this has nothing to do with her personal beliefs or political stuff. I, I like the show. I'm glad she was on the show. She had moments where I think I liked. I, I mean, I generally liked where her character kind of went. Now, I argued, I think, on a few episodes and reviews, certainly over season two, that I didn't like her acting style. Now, I'm not going to pick on her because of her political views. I'm going to pick on her because there are moments that kind of just take me out of it. And you know what? One of the scenes, one of the hardest things I had was that final episode when we see the big reveal with Luke Skywalker. She has this moment that is a moment that took me out. And that's what drove me crazy about her. She had great moments on the show. Uh, and certainly with uh, Pedro Pascal, the two of them had a good bond and everything. But that moment that I, I distinctly remember is when she's like, yeah, great. One X-Wing. What's that going to do? And I'm like, the way that came across to me didn't feel authentic to the rest of the story that was going on. It, 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 it's like those things when we talk about real life Earth phrases or sayings, it pulled me out for a second. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not trying to, you know, kick her while she's down, but I know that I certainly had some disagreements with her acting styles and stuff. Doesn't mean I didn't like her. I liked her in Deadpool. So, you know, it I just think she's being stubborn and stupid and you know, rightfully deserves to be let go at this point. So So do we recast or do we just have this character right off into the sunset? Is she off with Timothy Olyphant's character, you know, out in the out <laughs> beyond the Dune Sea, never to be seen again, or is she, uh, so, or do we, or do we have somebody else stepping into the Rangers of the New Republic show that that she was set to star in? Well, and that's, I'm glad you brought that. Sorry, Nico, one second. I'm glad you brought that up because she, she really, in 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 taking these actions that are her responsibility, she really left a lot on the table potentially for her career. Right? She was gonna, I think, be in that show. Uh, there was, was was that a spinoff for for her character? I or, think so. I th- I yeah. Or, I'm, I'm presuming she was she was handed a badge. She was handed a badge. You know, in in one of the episodes. So I'm pretty sure she was going to be, if not one of the main, if not the main, then one of the main characters of the Rangers of the New Republic show. Right. Yeah. Yep. And now it goes to chunky middle aged man with a beard. <laughs> 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 Dave Maloney's going to star in Rangers. <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, but for me it, for, and her, it boils down to like, you know, look, it, it, yes, we live in America. You can burn the flag and that's a right we all have. It doesn't mean you should. Right. And it doesn't mean there won't be a price to be paid after. Uh, but you certainly can. It's within your rights and she exercised her rights and now she's going to pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. She's not going to jail for it. She just, you know, no. doesn't get to work oh. for Disney anymore. Yeah. She's she's gonna That's she's right. gonna get it. She's gonna get a check from Ben Shapiro from here on out. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's gonna write and produce and star in her own feature. I think she shortly after the firing, she came out and made that announcement that that was uh, she she'll be okay. She's been picked up by Ben Shapiro. Rush Limbaugh will buy the first ticket, guys. Oh, oh, oh. too soon. Too soon. Oh, man. Well, I do have breaking news that it will be called the Magalorian. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ted Cruz is first in line. Oh, my God. By the way, Ted Cruz did come to her defense. I don't know if you saw that, uh, yeah. you know, talking about cancel, cancel culture and this is terrible. And uh, Thank God she's got the Ted Cruz support. Thank God yeah. for that. 
How's that working out for him? Anything new happening with him in the news? <laughs> oh, God, hopefully he gets a new haircut. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thanks for indulging me, guys. We just we had to cover that story. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a. It's two week. Uh, two weeks uh, old now, but um, I, I, I need Wars? to get your take. It's That's Star Wars new. history, and we needed to cover it. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. We didn't even talk. Do we? Do we recast? Do we? Oh. Move I on. Is she... Move on. Move along. Move along. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm for recast. Let's let's do it. You know we 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 went from from Terrence Howard to uh, Don Cheadle. Let's let's go Gina Carano to whoever you know. Ronda Rousey. R- Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah. That's <laughs> a great let's, point. Let's and actually, with the genre. On our thread, I threw out there that, you know, that would be it, it would be actually great if they did that because it would be a big slap in the face. It's yeah. like, no, this wasn't about you literally know, the character. <laughs> we like the character. We just don't like you. And yeah. if you're not going to follow the rules of a private company, uh, you don't get to be the character that we had you lined up to be. So hey, sorry. That's, that's fair. I did see uh, some casting recasting choices. Uh, one was, I think, the uh, – oh, my God. What's her name? She played Xena, Princess Warrior. Oh, Lucy Lawless. I actually uh, didn't uh, think that was a bad idea. Lucy yeah, Lawless yeah. Was, it, was in Ash versus the Evil Dead on Stars a couple years back. She did a very good job. She still can pull off the physical. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That, that actually that's would cool. work. Yeah. So my my question as far as things go, and I, I wish Dave was here to answer this question, but I I, I kind of already have an idea. Um, so like, what kind of legal rights do Disney have to any unused but previously shot footage of her to be able to use in the future, because I'm sure there's enough out there that they can mash some stuff together. And then all of a sudden there's a space chase and she gets blown out of the sky. But legally (laughs) now that she's no longer working for them, do they have the right to use her likeness if she's not on the payroll? I'm not, I'm 100% that they do, and, and I would I would reference from a couple years ago. Well, it's more than a couple years ago now. It's probably about 10 or 15 years ago now when uh, when Isaac Hayes left South Park, and they made an entire episode <laughs> of, of cut Isaac Hayes lines. <laughs> he, and here I thought Greg was going to go with a Star Wars reference to something very similar, but I'm like, you pulled the Isaac Hayes South Park man. That you you're. That's spot on. That's perfect. <laughs> now, guys, uh, looking at the clock, we've talked about this for a while, and I, I, uh, I apologize. We're uh, we're running a little bit long. I didn't realize it's already ten thirty-seven. Um, so I'm not following my own on the show in a row. <laughs> so um, let's yeah. move on from this, guys. And you know, talking about, uh, <laughs> I forgot my bridge. <laughs> you are leaving that, that was in. A good one too. You know why? Because it was something that was said like five minutes ago, and it's uh. gone now. God damn it! Uh, well, Greg, there's some momentum going on with Star Wars games. What what do you got to share for us in the 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 universe of Star Wars video gaming? You know, finally, there's some good <laughs> game news. Uh, we we've got the return of. Lucas, I think they're calling it Lucasfilm Games. It was the it was the studio. And I don't think it's so much a studio where they're going to be designing their own games. I think they're just going to be developing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be Lucas Arts, now it's Lucasfilm Games. 
Uh, we have Ubisoft, who's famous for a lot of their open world games, is doing a, a Star Wars open world game. But just recently, guys, just recently, mm-hmm. anybody own Nintendo, anybody own a Nintendo Switch? Anybody have a Nintendo Switch? Yes. Anybody? Well, my son does. Yes. So, so if you've got a Nintendo Switch, and I think eventually on iOS and Android as well, so there'll be some mobile mobile. Uh, um, I have uh, available as, as well. But if you have a Nintendo Switch, you're going to be the first one to be able to play Star Wars Hunters, guys. Star Wars Hunters. Anybody okay. hear about it? No. No. Not, tell. Not at all. It is going to be a squad-based, free-to-play arena combat game. Okay. So, Ooh, I sweet. think I I okay. think that's I think that's on the line of a uh, of a uh, Fortnite or something like is that is that a squad it's, base? It sounds it sounds yeah. more like a like a Call of Duty like a you know five v five or a six v six where it's you know small squads against each other less like a Battlefield where it's you know like eighty people versus eighty people. Yeah, well, uh, well, how about more like League of Legends then? More like League of Legends would well, that be squad based? League of Legends is squad based, but they consider that a MOBA. It's a, um, it's a, um, an online battle arena. So that's what, that's what this is going to be. It says a, an arena combat game. Oh yeah, so yeah, it could it could yeah. be a MOBA? MOBAs are really cool. So a so a League of Legends. So I I actually may play this, guys. The only thing that seems to be dra- dragging it back because this is a company that's had some uh, some controversy there is the company Zynga. Does anybody know Zynga? No. no. Zynga is behind the games Toon Blast, Words okay. with Friends, and probably most uh, most uh, with friends games. The mm. most distressing Farmville. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And only because I see it being so like I say, I'll probably play it. I probably won't play it long because if it's one of those pay to win games, fuck it, I'm out. I'm sorry. It sounds like it's going to mm-hmm. be uh I don't know if it's going to be pay to win, but you'll probably be able to like get more units than, you know, somebody else or get skins or get stuff faster. Yeah. If it's going to mobile, then yeah, it's definitely going to be, you know, loot boxes and stuff to yeah. buy. So it is set for a 2021 release date, so we should be seeing it this year. I don't know when though. So Steve, you're you're our uh, you're our official Nintendo right. Switch correspondent on the show. I expect a full review when it's released. All right, no problem. Star Wars, <laughs> what's it called again? <laughs> Hunters. What, what was that? What was that company, Greg? That was giving them problems. Zima. Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Them and Bartles and James. They're arch rivals. All right. Let's see what else we got here, Scott. Uh, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about WandaVision. We've got oh. Let's see. We've got about five minutes, Scott. What do you got? What What do you have left over from our week, oh. uh, last week's review of Wandavision, and c- to kind of tease this Saturday's uh, episode? I'm gonna I'm gonna gloss on page three and just yeah. <laughs> on page three of my notes. I'm gonna gloss over as much as I can because I do have a ton of notes, but I do want to bring up some big news that kind of came up. Uh, Feige was in the news, uh, some press conference talking about the last, the final three episodes of. WandaVision, and it turns out he let it slip that they are about or a little bit over an hour each. 
So uh, these are some massive episodes we got coming, which would be half of the show we've seen so far, being that we've had such short episodes like 32 minutes. Um, I'm excited. I think the action and the adventure that we're going to be getting this and where it's going to lead us into, uh, what are we going into? Phase four of the cinematic universe uh, is something that looks promising to me. Already I'm enjoying the hell out of this show, uh, even with some critiques here and there. But I have been one of those fans that just loves the Easter eggs. And, and I, I need to jump back into a couple that we kind of kind of called out over the weekend. But um, I think there's something bigger and ominous. We keep going back and forth. I think we all have fun opinions and, and ideas of what's happening here. But I really do think that there are uh, bigger entities that we have seen on the show. We just haven't seen them as as comic book fans in their true forms and i really do think someone i don't know if greg it was you or dave that brought up the fact that um quicksilver the appearance of quicksilver the x-men universe quicksilver is not who he is um and there were a couple little hints throughout the episode um all the little hints to hell and unleash demon spawns i really feel that this could be one of two characters which we brought up uh either mephisto we're seeing in an, a different version or the character Nightmare. Um, just based off of statements made throughout the show by Quicksilver himself. In fact, the word Nightmare does come up, I think, twice in the last episode. The other thing is, is we had a funny moment with uh, Agnes. Um, and I wanted to point this out, is every single episode we've seen with her so far, she's had that that little uh, necklace or whatever on her. Uh, or a brooch. brooch. A brooch. Mm-hmm. Um this is the one time we don't see her actually wearing that brooch. Um, and she does seem to be in a different state than we've seen her in any of the other episodes. She is one of the only characters we've seen in all uh, six episodes that we've seen so far that is able to talk while in the, that kind of hypnotic or trance-like state. So I think there is something to say about her character and possibly Mephisto being involved drastically uh with you know, wanda's uh, state of mind well, I, I i just want to i just want to throw out there if they bring in evan peters to not play quicksilver you know and and just use it as a sort of a red herring just to throw people off yeah I, you're throwing away one of the best parts of the one of the remaining best parts of the fox x-men universe yeah and and, and to just do that just to like you know, troll the fans or whatever, I think is really a mistake for the long run of the franchise. I I, I really would be, I think it'd be a really stupid move to do that. I mean, could it happen? Sure. But it would just be dumb. (laughs) Greg, there's, there's a lot to unpack from what you just said, but I agree with that in a certain sense. I also, I don't know how much, I mean, here's the problem with Feige. Feige has made a point of saying some of the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe offshoot shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., don't really matter, even though they've tied into the actual cinematic universe. So that got me thinking about this. If you're bringing this guy in, who we know is from a different universe, from a completely different movie studio prior to the Disney buyout, mm. it could be that. It could be just a, a, like you said, a red herring, or even just a, you know, a nod to the fans, knowing that something bigger is coming. Now. Yeah, that would be upsetting in one sense, but maybe there's something bigger going on. There was one other reveal in the files that we do see um, Kat Denning's character, Darcy, um, 
there is a, an unbelievable deep, deep pull to the X-Men, and that is the character of Ray Johnson. Ray Johnson was a character that actually showed up in the X-Men films, uh, not my favorite one, but X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, mm-hmm. with a really, really bad Deadpool. <laughs> uh, he is a telepath who is um, a really uh, interesting character that has ties to Team X and the Weapon X franchise. So that name actually shows up on one of the files that pops up, and it's clear. It's not one of these things you had to sit there and slow-mo and go back and forth. It's right there. It's right next to the one that they're pointing out and talking about. So, so you mentioned Kevin Feige, and I've, I've got a question about, uh, about that kind of ties in with Star Wars Legends. So you know how Disney bought Star Wars and, and, and uh, yeah. uh, Lucasfilm, and shortly after was like, okay, everything before us is Legends now. It's not part of the actual canon. Is there anything equivalent to that in the Marvel universe with how Disney's handled it? Because you, you just said that, that Faggy is saying, ah, oh, this show doesn't really matter. Is there anything equivalent to, to Legends in the Marvel universe? Literally every comic book ever produced because they don't follow <laughs> yeah. along any of the stories. They pick and choose what they want or making their own. I was so, say, Scott's, Scott's cat has a big opinion on this subject. Apparently, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that cat just out of nowhere. Um, sorry, Nico. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, I, I, no, um, I, I apologize to Nico because I completely interrupted him because I had to make a crack about your cat. So, yeah, no. Like, literally every comic book ever written is, like, not yeah. canon to the MCU. So yeah, I, to, to Nico's point there, I think that's a, that's a good that's a good call because they've done a, they've done a good job of establishing there's a comic universe and there's the MCU and the two are different, you know. Yeah. Whereas like people want to tie in the Star Wars novels with the movies and they all kind of happen in the same universe, but comic books and and, and the movies do not cross at all. There's yeah. even comic books that aren't in canon and continuity with other comic books of the that's same true. characters that yeah. are, but you that's know, been a, that's a common like thing one-offs. that they've, yeah. they've done for a long time. Yeah. yeah. There's like four captain Marvels I've come to, to come to learn from. Well, you guys. those are all part of continuity and canon or most of them are, but there's like stories of like, like Batman. There are plenty of Batman stories and I know that's DC, but there's plenty of Batman stories that aren't canon in other Batman stories. Yeah, but but it's like kind of the same with, uh, you know, the Marvel. There's all the different universes, you know, the 616 and the Ultimate Universe. And, you know, there's all sorts of different universes where even origin stories are different between the same characters of the different storylines. Well, that's a great way, Nico, of making new or updated versions of origin stories. I'm okay with that. I think it's something that I might hit a nerve with Greg on is is the dreaded retcon when they go back and they purposely change something with really not explaining how or why that's happened just be, just because just because we can do that that frustrates the hell out of me. I and to your point, Nico, I agree, and, and I know Greg jumped on this too. Um, I comics and in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, they seem to just nitpick like they'll pull whatever they really want to piece together like a lot of the captain america stuff i think came from the later 90s and 2000s and and incorporated some of the classic stuff in with it but um and and the x-men franchise is notorious for this like if you really read the x-men comics and then tried to watch the movies in the order they came out 
it's it's a fucking disaster, like timeline wise. Well, first of all, if you've read all the X Men comics, congratulations. Go Thanks. outside and, and like, <laughs> do something with your life because I yeah, have. that story alone in comics alone, like, is convoluted and backwards and all over the fucking place. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, to answer your point, yeah, no, there is no canon in the comics to the MCU. I yeah. think. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it is a a uh, boy. The roots of the Marvel universe are are yeah. thick and run deep, uh, and there's just so much to pull from. Oh, and it's it's uh, <laughs> easy. It's been uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see a show like WandaVision pick and choose what they want to use from from the various different series that surrounded uh, Vision and and uh, and uh, the Scarlet Witch. It's it's Speaking a lot of. of- Steve, have you have you read the West Coast Avengers yet? No, I'm I'm on I'm I'm making my way slowly through that twelve series, uh, eighty four, eighty five. Um, what about uh the House of M? Nothing. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's a, another good I think, and I know Dave and I have talked about it a little bit. Is that Wandavision is like a mash of uh, like House of M, and I mean the West Coast Adventures go into House of M, right? Because isn't that what kind of sparked Wanda to go crazy? She thought that the Avengers stole her kids. Well, th- those two events are spread out over many, like the, the 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 crossover series that Steve's reading now with West Coast Avengers. That was mid '80s. House of M wasn't oh, until man. 2000s. There was. Yeah. A many years in between there yeah but you know the the children are first introduced in that series um that's what that's their origin story basically is is in that series that's where they get get that's where they become born you don't find out they're figments of her imagination until many years later i have a lot of homework all right i gotta get to it and and and, and steve and and steve i just dave may disagree but honestly that 12 issue vision scarlet witch series is all right but it's very 80s written and it's it's kind of a slog to get through yeah yeah i've picked up on that it's uh the first couple episodes are like or uh uh issues are I, and I, plus I'm reading at night as I'm like laying down for bed and I'm like, I make it through like two panels and I start to like doze off. I'm like, just laugh at myself awake. Guys, episode 184 of the show is in the books. Final thoughts. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, you got me on the spot here. My final thoughts. Um, um, screw Gina Karan. <laughs> Didn't need her anyway. I like Kara Dunn. Kara Dunn. I'm going to start right, stocking guys. up on all the <laughs> Kara Dunn. Have a great week. Listen on Saturday and may the force be with us all. <laughs>